was crazy. <laughs> oh my, that was like, I'm exhausted from watching that. Welcome everyone. Uh, you probably just watched the debut day for Zendikar Rising as well as our 2021 slate of upcoming awesome stuff. And we're here to show you more awesome stuff. We're not done. Nope, they still more to keeps come. on giving. Yep. So At much I, more yeah, coming. We've got a lot of stuff. So much stuff, Blake. Yeah. We have a preview card. We have we have a lot of preview cards, actually. We have many preview cards. Uh, yeah. We have many preview cards. And also to talk about a lot of the stuff that we just saw and to expand on a lot of what's in Zendikar and also what's coming next year, we have principal product designer Mike Turian and world building creative producer Maris Mulali. On the show today to uh, talk more about all the cool stuff we have. But first, Steve, why don't you give us one of those preview cards? We have a preview card. It's we're just going to put it right up on the screen. It's Aura Skyclave Hierophant, uh, and you'll see two different versions of it. On uh, one side, you have the regular uh, one that appears in booster packs, and the other that is not part of the main set. And if you notice there at the bottom, it says "Buy a Box." So the extended art version of Aura Skyclave Hierophant is exclusive to the Buy a Box promotion. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to have more to say about this, but uh, you know, take a look at the card. Uh, it's a core cleric, which goes pretty well with that uh, party mechanic that we talked about in the debut video. And then, uh, I, yeah, I have questions about the Buy a Box promo. Why is, uh, why is I the think Buy we, Box promo? I think we have people who have answers. Oh, oh look, there are people. Hello. It's our guest. There are people. Hello. Mike, let's let's start with you. Uh, that buy a box promo appears in the main set. That's different. What's new? Yeah, that it sure is. Yeah, we're we're going back uh, to having the the buy a box promo not be mechanically unique, right? Where as everyone just saw those uh, amazing expeditions, right? And I, I think we're even going to be showing some of those off today. Um, those are those are box hoppers. So you're, you're going to be getting those expeditions. Um, with each purchase and so because of that we said hey let's let's go back to uh non non-mechanically unique buy a box card you know it's something that um we've gone back and and forth on uh mm -hmm. but here with the buy a box program you know we really wanted to give you a special treatment it has alternate art right like as as we were taking a look at there's two different pieces of art uh in that extended art treatment so we feel like there's a lot of specialness and a lot of awesomeness there while we can sort of avoid some of the challenges we've had with, uh, you know, the Nexus of Fate style cards, right? And and those being uh, only available in the buy a box uh, promotion. So th that, that's what we've been navigating. And I I'm really super happy with this uh, new uh, alt art with the extended art treatment. So I I'm really thrilled about how, how well they came out. Yeah. And, and Maris, who is this character, Aura? Well, Aura is one of, um, he's, a, he's a cleric that has some deep connections to core, like ancient core civilizations. He's been studying the past, learning from the past. Uh, after suffering some tragedies and losing family during the battle for Zendikar, he kind of pulled away from everyone. Uh, but when the Skyclaves reappeared and kind of rose up into the sky, he, he took that as a sign to come back and um, kind of join the community and join the expeditions that we're going to explore those skyclaves. And let's talk a little bit more about the skyclaves because Zendikar is not the Zendikar we left when we last saw it. No. What's changed? What are the skyclaves? A big change is the Eldrazi are gone. We're, um, Zendikar is mm. kind of back to the adventure world that we met the first time we went to Zendikar. Um, the skyclaves themselves are um, remnants of the core civilization that was just there for thousands of years, um, well before the Eldrazi arrived. Uh, they were kind of guard houses, um, cities that the core had, um, and eventually over time they fell, were taken over, um, and were kind of lost to the the royal that continues to be kind of ongoing on Zendikar. Um, you're never going to get away from the royal. And um, with the Eldrazi gone and with the royal kind of continuing to churn, um, 
one skyclave was discovered by some adventurers and you know in as good dungeons are you discover an artifact in one and it kind of activates all of them and they all rose out of the ground in their ruined state um which kind of set off a um an adventure rush on zendikar so, okay so yeah. is that so why is we you know this is Nahiri's home plane we kind of get that mm -hmm. is that why Jace is here too and and Nissa? Uh, yeah, so like Nahiri is definitely interested. I mean, she's core. She's been around for a long time, so she's very very invested in um, figuring out what's going on here. And here you can see Nahiri's uh, standing in front of the rebuilt Seagate. That's another thing that's new. Is um, after Seagate was destroyed during the battle with the Eldrazi. There was a lot of work to kind of get it rebuilt and its reconstruction is kind of this beacon to um, the potential of Zendikar. So she's here to help help Zendikar restore itself. Um, Jace is, you know, Jace is always in love of a puzzle and these giant ruined skyclaves are just giant, giant puzzles. And um, so he's here figuring out what's going on. Um, Nissa, Nissa's just, you know, up to Nissa stuff. <laughs> um, and I'm guessing we're gonna learn about a lot of the reasons for these people doing what they're doing in the magic fiction that we just announced, yes. is that right? Yes, we are. Um, we're gonna be getting on Wednesdays and Fridays, um, we're gonna get some stories that on Wednesdays that are associated with kind of the main set story. And on Fridays, we're going to be getting um, some web, web fiction stories that are tied to um, other characters um, from the card set, from the plane. So the camera will kind of turn and you'll get um, a peek at what else is happening in Zendikar. Um, and the first one comes out tomorrow. So tomorrow. you just heard me say you'll hear soon. Soon is tomorrow. <laughs> Soon and tomorrow, yeah. So how, yes. how many of these stories do we uh, get total? Uh, we're looking um, at about eight or nine. Yeah. Okay. Eight or nine. So like and these are, yeah. are just going to be on the website. They're just gonna on be the on website, website, Magic Story. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Where you have found Magic Story before, Magic Story will be again. Um, and you'll also get the, in the trailer, you saw Kiri and Zareth, um, and we'll see them, we'll see them as well. Yeah, we're actually going to look at one of their cards in a little bit. The chat is asking for cards, so let's do cards. Let's yeah, go, cards. go look at some cards. So it wouldn't be an adventure start without a full party. So we're previewing a full party and a little bit extra today. Go. So Aura represents our cleric in our party. Uh, what do we have next, Steve? Uh, next, we have a card called Cliffhaven Sellsword. It's a it's a warrior. Not much else to say about it. Uh, it's a three one. You know, you you see these uh, these role player three one for twos in white and limited a lot, and this time it has the extra bonus of also being a warrior. Yeah. So, Mike, talk a little bit about how because this we've seen three ones for two mana in white before, but talk a little bit about how creature type matters a bit more on a card like this. Yeah. Well, uh, so. Yeah, we've seen three ones in Magic, right? I mean, this is what we'd call a vanilla card. But the, the fun thing about Party is with Party, you want to go and get a warrior, a cleric, a wizard, and a rogue. And uh, that consists of a full party, right? So you, can uh, you can't you can go above four, but you can go from zero members of your party if you had none of the creature types um, all the way up to a full party, which is having one of each of those four that I just listed. So here, the, the interesting thing is being a warrior and a 3-1, you, you have some uh, interesting gameplay decisions, right? Because uh, Cliffhaven's Sellsword is adding to your party by being a warrior. But at the same time, you want to be attacking, right? You want to be getting in uh, damage. So, you know, there's that interesting dynamic there because with only one toughness, basically, you know, if the, the Sellsword fights anything in combat, it's going to end up in your graveyard and therefore not be adding to your party. So we really, we really liked that uh, gameplay, and it just shows how you know even a card as simple and straightforward as a, a vanilla three-one can really um, add to that dynamic gameplay that uh, people love about Magic. 
Yep. Uh, just real quick for people asking in chat if Changeling constitutes a full party. Uh, Mike, what do you need for a full party? So uh, if you had a Changeling, that would help you with one party member, essentially. Uh, you, you could choose, oh, it's going to be my wizard, it's going to be my warrior. Uh, but Changeling itself only adds one. So if you had four Changelings, that would actually make for a full party, right? Uh, you went back into your Lorwyn collection and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, dug up some fun uh, uh, Changelings. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 Changeling itself only adds one. So yeah, for a full party, a wizard, a warrior, a cleric, and a rogue, uh, that, that's what you that's what you need to get. It, it, yeah, uh, and and it, that, basically, you can only count once. Yep, and there are actually a couple cards in the set that they don't have Changeling, but they also count as all four of those types, so they can fulfill any of those roles in your party. Multitaskers. Uh, uh, yep, multitaskers. Uh, next up, let's look at Farsight Adept. A uh, lot to unpack here. So on its on its face is a 3-3 three, three for 2 and a white mana, which is already a pretty good rate. It is a core wizard. And when Farsight Adept enters the battlefield, you and target opponent each draw a card. We also get the uh, flavor text name calling of Teetering Peaks, which was, of course, from uh, previous Zendikar set and which was very strong. Uh, but Farsight Adept has a lot going on here, Mike. Uh, we've got some card draw on a white card. Yeah, there, there is a, a once again, you know, with a, a, a relatively straightforward card, there's uh, in a comment in the set, there's a lot to unpack. So the, the first thing, like you mentioned, Blake, white card drawing, it's something that, uh, you know, white has traditionally had very little card drawing in it whatsoever. But uh, you know, as we move forward, we're sort of experimenting with different ways to you know bring white up. It's still going to be of the five colors, the fifth best card drawing color. Uh, but before, it basically wasn't on the the map at all. So here, what we've done is added some you know in the two player games, a symmetrical uh, card drawing where you and opponent each get a card. Uh, if you happen to be playing this multiplayer, there's you know some political uh, advantage you might be gained. So that's that's one thing, you know. White just uh, we're going to be seeing slightly more white card drawing, and you know, really uh, tweaking the abilities. The other thing that you see here is um, Farsight Adepts, a wizard, and so even though blue and red are the I'll say the primary wizard colors, um, we wanted to make sure that you know there were some cards so that you could build a full party. You know, no matter what color combinations you were playing, that you had uh, some options. So, uh, Farsight Adept uh, represents a common white wizard. Uh, so that way, you know, because it's doing, you know, card drawing itself is a very wizard feeling uh, mechanic, and Farsight Adept uh, let us show that off as well. All right. Yeah, and you'll notice uh, that Steve... some of the. Oh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Say, yeah, some of the. Um... The different peoples of Zendikar specialize in different classes, um, and they've all got different um, or kind of bespoke costuming that ties to their class as well as to the group that they're from. So the core have very angular, asymmetrical outfits. Uh, wizards always have like a high collar hood, um, and they, but and so some of those things kind of track across, you know, human core, elf, whatnot, um, and. It's just that way as yeah. you're playing, like you got some some variation, but you also know like, oh, this is my wizard because this is all, all my folks have hoods. Yeah, what, one of my favorite things about working on sets is seeing all the behind the scenes work that the creative team mm -hmm. does, right? When Maris is talking about um, the different party members and how the, they have unique costuming, right? Mm -hmm. the, the creative team spends, you know, so much time going through and making sure hey, how does this creature going to feel like a wizard? How is it going to feel like a cleric? What makes it feel like Zendikar, right? And so you, you end up with, uh, you know, whiteboards upon whiteboards and now digital whiteboards, as it were, filled with these different concepts, showing off all the costuming, right? The the, the looks uh, of the creature types. And uh, it's really just so fabulous to see it all now start uh, coming live, us being able to share it. Uh, it's one of my one of my favorite days is just these these preview days. Yeah, us too. So let's 
Let's take a look at another preview card. Steve, what do we have coming up? We've got Merfolk Windrider. We'll put it up on the screen. It's a Merfolk Rogue for a mere one blue mana. Flying, and when Merfolk Windrobber deals combat damage to a player, that player mills a card. Sacrifice Merfolk Windrobber, draw a card. Activate this ability only if an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard. Let's Yet talk about this one. In the, that, is, that is a fantastic flying man right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's unbelievable to me when uh, I started at Wizards, you know, so many years ago now. I was like, no, this this is better than Flying Man. We can't, we cannot do it. It is, and now you know, you look at a, a card like the Wind Robber, and not only is it a one-one flyer, but it has you know multiple good abilities on top of it. Uh, so, uh, you know, of course, Rogues. Uh, one of the things we wanted to capture was that you know trickery subterfuge uh that you know that people always associate with rogues right if you're if, if you're playing any rpg the rogue is always the one to sort of you know be the backstabber or or find a way to uh, uh to, to save the day through through their means um so here here with rogues we tried to capture that uh that filling your opponent's graveyard right you can see that uh that the wind robber gets a special ability if they have eight or more cards in their graveyard and then also, uh, you know, every time that he he hits them, he's he's building up their graveyard as well. So, uh, you know, it, it also one of the things I always enjoy about uh, a card like this is, you know, if you put him out on turn one, and he's the only damage, it's like this race of are you going to knock them to zero life first, or are you going to mill out their library first? Because with a forty card deck, it's actually pretty close about which uh, which one wins the race. Right. Yeah, those, those gentle, gentle, uh, tiny knife stabs from above. That. <laughs> it, it, it is one of the most satisfying ways to win, of just like bing, bing. Also one of the more All frustrating right. ways to lose. True, 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 true. Uh, all right, well, we've filled out our party, but we're going to throw in another rogue uh, to pay respects to someone we met briefly in the trailer. Uh, Maris, why don't you introduce us to Zareth Son, the trickster? Ah, uh, yes, Zareth is um, a merfolk rogue. Uh, we just saw him um, in Nahiri's party. So he's working with um, a couple of the core as part of an expeditionary group. Um, he didn't make That's it out the of chat. the trailer, but we're... Um, but we'll be able to get a little bit more about uh, his history and backstory from the web fiction. Okay, so we're not done with yeah. Zarazan. I mean, we're not done. He's kind of yeah. he's, he's kind of done, but we'll learn more about him. Um, yeah, this yeah. card looks really cool. It's a it's a five mana blue back black legendary creature. It's got flash. Uh, it's got kind of a version of the ninjutsu ability where you can pay some mana and return an attacking unblocked attacking rogue to your hand. And then when Zarathon deals damage, uh, you can put a permanent card, not just a creature, a permanent card from that player's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. This has some serious ink eye vibes to me. And I, I think it's going to be a popular commander card. And also it's, you know, we've been seeding this rogue blue-black flash deck in standard for a few sets now, and I think if it's going to go anywhere, Zareth Sand's going to play a role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, and one of the things I wanted to, since we were talking about party, one of the, you, you can tell, I, I mentioned, oh, blue-red is uh, wizard. You can tell rogue, rogue here is uh, focused in blue-black. Blue when we saw Ara earlier, cleric is focused in uh, white-black, right? So... You know, for each of the uh, for each of the party classes, we we sort of tried to fit like, hey, what is a card that really will stand out? Uh, you know, when you fill out that party and you have such a an amazing card like this, I mean, you know, for, for mana for this ability is you know incredible, especially because uh, you know they they haven't blocked your your attacking creature to begin with, so you're likely to be hitting them for damage uh when you when you use that uh, first ability all right we've got another preview card steve what's 
this one's exciting. We do. And, uh, you know, we saw two Planeswalkers already, but there is a third in the set. And we showed the art during the debut mo moment. We're going to show you the card. Here is Nissa of the Shadowed Bows. And uh, you might notice that this Planeswalker has a keyword ability on it. This, uh, this Planeswalker has Landfall. Mike, Planeswalker with Landfall. What's going on? Yeah, that is... Uh... It, we are we're we're super excited to be bringing uh, you know the mechanic of landfall back into Zendikar and with the Zendikar Rising and you know one of the things we wanted to do here and and we've seen this uh, with Jace also is bring the mechanics of Zendikar Rising onto the Planeswalkers right really finding a way to both amplify um, the Planeswalker amplify that feel of the mechanic and and here it's just such a great landfall mechanic because. You you can you know cast Nissa and if you had uh, like Fable Passage in play right uh, power her up right away and uh, basically immediately use uh, her ultimate ability right so you know of course that probably means uh, you, you've waited to slightly later in the game to do that but that's just it, it's such a, a fun new way to look at planeswalkers and and find uh, ways to power them up. And also just play right into the mechanics of, hey, this is what I'm doing uh, while I'm playing Limited, while I'm playing Constructed uh, with Syndicar Rising. And uh, Maris, I can't help but notice that Nissa, who's been mono-green before, who's been blue-green, uh, now is black-green. What is going on there? I mean, who could know? Except maybe the web fiction. <laughs> I don't think we're going to need to prompt people to do that. I, I think people are pretty excited that we're moving back to that. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, you, the, that will be, land, will be answered. Yeah. You'll notice that your land gains menace as uh, that's, that's one of the nods to adding black to Nissa on, uh, on her abilities. So maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not as compelling as the web fiction uh, <laughs> itself, but you know <laughs> Having menace on the land is nice because uh, you, you don't really want your lands being blocked in, in no. combat. You just want to get in there for some good damage. And if you've ever nice. fallen into a blackberry bush while hiking, you know lands can have menace. It's a real thing. <laughs> That's true. That is true. That is true. All right. Well, that is all the preview cards we have from the main set. Uh, <laughs> we do. So as announced in the video earlier, uh, there are 30 expeditions in the set that you can get as box toppers or in collector boosters. Uh, they are being revealed throughout the day. We revealed some of them in the debut video. We're going to reveal a few more. There's going to be a few more revealed uh, around the internet, but we're going to show you a few. Uh, before we yeah. get to that, Mike, can you, uh, I've seen this question in chat a few times. Can you uh, explain where and how to get expeditions i kind of just gave a short version of it but what what's the what's the story there yeah absolutely and uh i know my collecting uh, zendikar rising uh article is uh uh going to be up on daily mtg and so you know everything we say here you can go in and read about but uh mm -hmm. the the very with if you're looking for those expeditions and i think everyone right now is looking for them you can get them in a one card expedition box topper packs and you get one of those packs with every draft uh, booster display you get one of those uh packs with every set booster display right so you know you, you crack open the display oh they're sitting on the top will be a one card expedition pack uh with one of the 30 expeditions uh and then if you buy the collector booster display, right, so uh, that's 12 collector boosters in the display, then you actually get two of, of the uh, expedition box topper packs uh, <clears throat> in that. So, and for all those box topper packs, when you open those one card packs, the, the expeditions you're going to find are non-foil, right? So we've introduced non-foil expeditions. It was a big thing that we heard uh, in the past when we've done masterpieces and expeditions before is that people wanted them in non-foil. So in those uh, in in those one-card packs, they're going to be non-foil expeditions. So that, that, that's how you find them all, uh, non-foil. And then talking about uh, the foil expeditions, 
the foil expeditions are only found within the collector boosters, right? So uh, when you buy a collector booster, about one in six collector boosters is going to have a foil expedition inside. So if you're looking for those th these 30 cards uh, in, in foil, the place to find them is inside the collector booster itself. All right. So let's uh, first, we, we are fortunate in that we actually have some physical versions of these cards we're going to show off yeah. in both foil and non-foil. Uh, but let's first show off some car some expeditions that were not in the debut video uh, mm -hmm. graphically, and then we'll come back and show off some of them physically. Uh, but of course, we weren't just going to print one of the, uh, the, the community split on what to call these, the Command, they're essentially commander lands. Um, the Sea of Clouds, Luxury Suites, Spire Garden, Bountiful Promenade Group. Let's put those up. Fantastic art from Sam Burley there on Sea of Clouds. Yeah, I, I was super happy to uh, include these in the set of expeditions. It's their cards that our commander players have, have really loved, of course, because you know they're 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 designed for for multiplayer and uh bringing these from battle bond into uh you know the zendikar expedition uh, set was uh, something that I, I was really excited to do and i think from the response our, our players are excited to see also yeah and you have some frames then... that have drawn on um both kind of the the hedrons that we're familiar with um from zendikar but also the skyclave um, ornamentation and rock carvings that you can actually see in the background behind Bountiful Promenade yeah. or Promenade. Uh, and then, you and then we do that. have one additional one to show off. Let's reveal Cavern of Souls. And, and Marius, you were talking about where is that Cavern of Souls located on Zendikar? It is definitely located inside one of the Skyclaves. Um, you can see the, you know, We've, I mean, floating floating rock formations is not anything you um, unfamiliar to Zendikar, but uh, this is definitely the Skyclave architecture that's very different from our diamond-shaped hedrons. Mm -hmm. All right, and and Mike, again, there are thirty of these lands total. Yeah, there's thirty expeditions total. Um, they're they're equally distributed, right? So when you open up a a given uh, expedition you're equally likely to get any of the 30. Uh, they're all lands of course because that is what Zendikar is is all about and that's that's what makes it an expedition so yeah and and I'm super excited uh, you know we we went and took a look and made sure that hey and just like you saw there uh, with, with those lands it's like we wanted to make sure we we picked lands that appealed to players who you know love commander you know cavern of souls is uh you know for a more competitive player um and we wanted to to make sure we could capture all those and by including 30 it meant we get to include you know all, all these amazing lands and give them that uh mm -hmm. really stunning treatment yep um and i want to emphasize too uh while we're talking about the fetch lands that and and all of the box toppers zendikar rising is a print to demand set so we will keep printing these as long as people uh, keep opening them. So there, there is, we have a pretty good idea of how many are going to be in the first run, but there's going to be more depending on the demand. So they, they could just keep churning out. But let's, uh, Steve, let's show off some physical versions of these. We're going to, yeah, getting well, the camera to focus is always a challenge. I was told <laughs> to watch, I was told to watch uh, makeup YouTubers YouTube. who do makeup yeah. <laughs> to figure this out. Yeah. So we we're going to try this. Uh, so Try first up, Steve and I are going to show off the foil and non-foil versions of Sea of Clouds. Let's see if we so Blake has the foil so, and I have um, the non-foil. I, I have the foil. So that's what the foil version of Sea of Clouds looks like. And, here's and the then Steve has the non-foil version. Perfect. And then... and. It's kind. It's still kind of hard to see on video, but even the non-foil has a little bit of a a sheen of varnish over got, those yeah, uh, white and cool blue lines around the border. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to see on this. Yeah. Yep. Think it, of the glowy it, it, magic. 
it, it is a little hard to see on, on video. It, it is something that in person, it, it is a, you know, it's a really cool treatment that high gloss varnish, right? We spot mm -hmm. treated it along the, um, uh, along there. Oh, is that Cavern of Souls we're taking a look at? So now? this is the, oh, this yeah. is the, yeah, this is the non-foil Cavern of Souls. Steve's got the foil. If I can keep this in front of the camera. I am clearly not ready to be a makeup YouTuber. We're working on it. And then Steve's got the foil. Yeah, it, it to me the, the the treatments are so stunning, right? I can't wait for people to see them in person because yeah, uh, it's a place where the yeah, digital even, medium. I mean, even video here is a poor substitute. Here's the scalding tarn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna try to get these up for uh, for we'll get some social, social videos going yeah. to get a little bit closer. But uh, yeah, that is that is a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, so there, there's 30 different expeditions, right? I mean, you know, we're we're showing off a bunch right here, but they all have they all have this this amazing frame. They design. will all be yeah, they will all be revealed today. I'm so bad at this. There we go. A little more to your left. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I can't. It's I can't tell what my left is. There we go. Oh. That's the non-foil Vern catacombs. Yeah. Steve has the foil. Then we're just going to show off one more with Wasteland. Wasteland. There we go. Yeah, we have Wasteland. wasteland. Yeah. It's a magic. My, my, my all-time favorite magic card right here. Oh, that's what kind of player you are. I, absolutely, that's the kind of player I am. <laughs> I, uh, it is. I found if you like winning games of magic, especially competitively, your opponent not being able to cast spells really helps. Uh, yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Sell the strategy. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> going to have to pick up a play set of those. That is, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm all about. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, these are all box toppers. You can get them in draft boosters, set boosters, and collector boosters as non-foil box toppers. Is that correct, Mike Turian? Yeah, it, yeah, that is absolutely mm -hmm. correct. And with the collector booster displays, you get two of them uh, with every collector booster display. Uh, so, but yes, that's that's correct. All right. Um, <laughs> next up, I want to uh, talk about. Actually, you know what? We're getting a couple questions along these lines in chat, so I just want to yeah. give people a little bit more information on how many of these fetch lands are, are going to be out in the wild. So I, I talked to uh, one of our economists who does a lot of math, basically, uh, and he let me know that based on just the first printing of Zendikar Rising and Ultimate Edition, there are more copies of Marsh Flats printed in 2020, so you can say that for any of the enemy fetch lands, uh, than there are copies of, for example, Force of Will or any other given Double Masters Mythic Rare. So that gives you a sense of how many of these are going to be out there. Um, and then, of course, uh, we're going to talk about Modern Horizons 2 a little bit more later. Uh, but to give you a sense of that, uh, Modern Horizons 2, which is good, should have a similar price point to the first Modern Horizons, and that set, the enemy fetch lands will be in draft boosters, and they will be rare, which I don't think we said in the debut video. We did not, but they will be at rare, not mythic rare. Rare, not mythic rare. Yes. Yes. Uh, next up, I want to talk about a slight deviation. So we did something for digital that is not going to be in paper just because of the way the timelines worked out. But the extended art version of Needle Verge Pathway and Pillar Verge Pathway, which is one of the new uh, modal double face card mm -hmm. dual lands, uh, is going to have different art in digital by friend of the show, Elena Danner. Mm -hmm. um, Maris, talk a little bit about this art. some awesome Elena. work here. Um, yeah, I mean, Elena just did some amazing work. Um, and yeah, I love these borderless cards and the pathways. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. just going to stare at them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the digital version, digital only version. Uh, at Zendikar launch, it will be on Arena. On Mitko, it will be coming to uh, Mitko later. And yeah, 
Uh, now let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the future because we also 2021. Of- 2021. Yeah. yeah. Bring it. Man. <laughs> Bring it. All right. So we announced a lot of this on the debut, but let's take a quick recap of what we've got coming up. We've got a fancy little graphic that's going to run across the screen. So we've got Call Time coming up. Uh, Viking World, Strixhaven, School of Mages. This one we're all very excited about. Yeah. Uh, Dungeons cool. Dragons. Yeah, so this is the the true crossover between magic and Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, on this one, Mike, one question I did see in chat a lot is what, what happened to the core set? Uh, yeah, so we're, we're going with... Uh... Adventures in the Forgotten Realm uh, in, instead of the core set. You know, once again, I, was, I, I think I was talking about us going back and forth on various things. We, we feel like we're looking for a way to, you know, keep bringing new worlds, new creative treatments um, to Magic. And we were just really excited to have uh, this this uh, partnership with D&D because, I mean, Magic and D&D have, have gone hand in hand. Right. I mean, even when we're talking about Zendikar Rising, right, the party mechanic is is really based on that, you know, from playing RPGs like D&D. Right. And getting inspired by that. So we really wanted to tap into more resonance uh, and uh, the D&D set adventures in the Forgotten Realm really allow us to do that better than the core set. So that's that's how come we're going. Uh, in this direction, and and I'm really uh, ha- having played it. You know, I can't say more, of course, other than it's it, it's really fun, and and there's a lot of great mechanics. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it'll be it, it'll be awesome. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I kind of feel like since core sets started having new cards in them, they've always kind of had that little D and D influence in there. Uh, you look at cards like Bag of Holding. That, that we printed recently and, and things like that. There's, there's always been a little bit of D&D influence in there, and I, mm-hmm. I think solidifying that's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think... Yeah. Uh, no yeah, more subtle wings. I, I, <laughs> yeah, when we, when, we, um, when we went back to the core set originally, right, with, uh, I think, Magic 2010, one of the, you know, talking about those subtle wings... Uh, Aaron Forsyth, one of the exercises he had all the designers do was he posted up on uh, a whiteboard like, okay, here's here's a lich, here's a bag of holding, here's a, you know, just all of these classic uh, D&D style mm-hmm. tropes, and then had the team design magic cards for them. Uh, but, now, but now we're going, you know, all, all, the, all the way, right? It's no more, well, there's, you know, a large number of reprints, right? These are going to be, uh, you know, primarily new designs like we do uh, each one of our other standard sets. Mm-hmm. All right, let's continue through our trip through 2021. What do we have next? Two Innistrad sets is what we have. These are not the real names of them, though, right? Not the real names? These are, not, these are just placeholder names. They're, they're, cap- they're capturing the spirit of uh, what each set is about, but not uh, you know, we're we're pretty far into the future now, uh, and so we're we're not uh, sharing the real names just yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Time Spiral Remastered. This may be the set I am most excited for I'm in so all of the history this. of this everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah, f- me, me. for me, I've been yeah, I've been playing since forever. And so Time Spiral itself was a nice callback when it came. And then remastered. And then we're doing old border treatments of things. And yeah, Mike, talk about where the inspiration for this came from. Uh, well, well, first of all, the, I mean, that, that Path of Exile in the, uh, in the original, right. Uh, original frame, right? That is... Uh, <laughs> Path of Exile. That, the Chalice that, of the Void in the original was... frame? Like, <laughs> insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Super exciting, but uh, you you asked me about the inspiration. Was that the was that the question? Yeah, yeah. Where did the set come from? <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I, time has know, no meaning. Time, 
Time has no meaning. Yeah, Time Spiral is a, a great set for that, for sure. <laughs> you know, with, with Time Spiral Remastered, you know, we it's this, it, it offers two things, right? You know, you sort of captured on, hey, I was playing Magic back when Time Spiral came out, and I loved the set, and I loved experiencing it, right? And just, but Magic sets, I mean, you know, releasing Magic sets multiple times a year, it means you don't get to, you know, live in them for typically more than, uh, you know, a few months now, a year uh, back then. So it gives us this ability to go back and revisit the cards that people love, the gameplay, you know, remastered, of course. So they're all, uh, uh, that offers some new interactions and new uh, gameplay as well. So for the player who played it originally, it's just, it's a great excuse to go back and, and draft it again to, to remember cards you may have forgotten, right? And and just have a have a fun time drafting and playing. But then also, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Time Spiral came out a long time ago now. And so there's plenty of yeah. right? I mean Thanks uh, for making us feel old, Mike. I know. I mean, I never I never played Time Spiral, so I'm excited to kind of experience <laughs> this greatest hits of of that block uh, so without having old. to go back and try so to find old. the original block. <laughs> Be yeah, older, Blake. Lord. <laughs> we're not trying to make you feel old blake but i you know maris really hit exactly on uh that second audience of oh there's all these you know classic cards that people have talked about and you know people loved and so going back and giving players an opportunity who didn't get to try it the first time uh, a great excuse to go and draft with their friends and you know and, and you know, and magic being so much about community and that shared language, it's just like, oh, now you will know what cards I'm talking about when I talk mm-hmm. about I don't know some of the cards in that set, <laughs> which are you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I I recently completed a commander deck that was all old border cards. It's, it's white blue, and I never thought I'd have the opportunity to add to it. Like, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, it, we didn't do that anymore. It's complete. But this is this is going to open up some new possibilities. The Path to Exile is going right in. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. Uh, and then, finally, Modern Horizons 2. We've already talked a little bit about this. Um, but it's going to have some of the sensibilities of uh, Modern Horizons 1. Obviously... The fetch lands kind of break the no explicit reprints rule. But uh, as we said earlier, they're going to be rare in draft boosters. Uh, how excited are you two for this one? I'm I'm super stoked. I mean, I you know, when I look at that, uh, there's that long timeline showing each of the, the, the sets coming out. I mean, to me, it's, you know, oh, there it is, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it, every set I'm, I'm really – I'm really stoked for and in modern horizons too, uh, you know, as a, as a long time player, right. Just getting these, uh, you know, some of these older cards reprinted, seeing the new cards at that high power level. Right. I mean, that's one of the things our players have loved about modern horizons. One is just, you know, when you're playing these cards, they're in- incredibly powerful and they, they go into your modern decks, your commander decks uh, and, I'm really excited, yeah. Yeah, and they just they kind of just uh, shake things up in a different way that than you had been with the deck you were building. Um, so it's just like, oh, this is the card that I didn't think I'd ever need or want, and here, oh, it's now, now it's a central feature. So yeah, and one of the things I love about uh, one of the things I love about the Modern Horizon set is it lets us draw from all different aspects of magic, right? And and blend mechanics together and blend cards together that, you know, other sets wouldn't um the other sets wouldn't be able to have, right? So there's just a lot of, you know, really uh, fertile design space that the the Modern Horizon set offer in a in a totally unique way from uh, you know, that resonant uh, style set that we see of like oh you know Kaldheim it's about Vikings right that's one style of resonance where Modern Horizons 2 is like oh what are these 
cards and abilities that you just wish, you know, that you've scratched down on uh, on a piece of notepad. I wish this card would exist. Uh, Modern Horizons 2 uh, lets us go and, and, and make them into reality. Yes. So it's, it's the wish fulfillment set for our designers. Uh, I do yeah. want to clarify something about Time Spiral Remastered that I've seen coming up in chat. Uh, all of the sets that we announced during the debut moment will be in paper. Um, so these are all tabletop magic sets. Time Spiral Remastered, I believe, is the first ever remastered set to be in uh, in physical form, not digital form. Uh, I think that's correct, because we had Tempest Remastered mm -hmm. on Magic the Gathering Online. We had Amonkhet Remastered on Magic the Gathering Arena. Time Spiral Remastered will be a tabletop product. Yes. So you will get these cards, these the, the old border cards, you'll actually be able to get them and hold them and put them into your decks. Like that is a thing yes. that we'll be able to have. So actual physical set, you will be able to buy it. Yes, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that's a good clarification, Steven. And, you know, just like Amonkhet Remastered was only on Magic Arena, right? Uh, and we, that let us do some things about, oh, how we built that set. Uh, you know, we knew Time Spiral Remastered would only be in tabletop. And so, right, like, the the old border uh the old, old frame cards make a lot of sense in tabletop where in arena you know they they've never been introduced so uh, mm -hmm. we, we we custom we custom build the sets knowing where they're going to be uh yep. available and as we get closer to uh, the release date of i'm sorry we'll remastered we'll have more to say about it <laughs> that is true uh, let's, uh, since that's a good transition, let's move to some questions from chat. We've got a little bit, of, we got maybe 10 ish minutes uh, to answer some questions. Okay. So I've been writing some stuff down. Uh, we will get through as much as we can. Chat, you're moving pretty fast, so we'll try to keep up. But <laughs> while, uh, while you guys do, you want to, I do have to show something off while, while Blake is looking for questions. Um, case oh, I've got questions ready. A sample of uh, the J Shoe that went on sale yep. this morning. It is now sold out. Uh, but if you were one of the lucky few to get one of these uh, one of these shoes, I can show you what it is you're going to get, a little bit of a preview of it. And if this is the type of thing that you want to see and you want to get in the future, please politely let K-Swiss know, let Magic know. Uh, <laughs> if this is something that you want to see in the future, please do give us the feedback. But here's the box for it, the actual physical box, K-Swiss, and then Magic on the back. And then if you open it up, I actually haven't opened this up yet, so I don't know. There's a cool Planeswalker paper there. And then there's more. Uh, there's K-Swiss paper down there. And we're going to get a shoe out. Let's get one of the shoes. All right, so here is one of the shoes. Here we go. So it's wow. right here. Look yes. at that. That's cool. So, yeah, Jace so has a kicker. You have shoes that, that you can now kick things with. Yeah. Oh God! It looks like he's wearing his hoodie. Oh my gosh! Hoodie. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And uh, yeah, so that is that is the case with shoe. Again, these are all sold out already. You, I mean, they, people went nuts for these on Hasbro Pulse. But uh, if you do want to see more of this, if you if this is the, if a shoe is the type of thing that you really really want to see out of Magic. Please do let K-Swiss know that this is the type of thing that you would really like to see in the future. Please let Magic know, again, politely, uh, but would really, really love to be able to do more of this. So please do let us know if this is something that you feel like you would like to have in the future. Yes. All right. Uh, okay, I've got a few questions lined up. Mike, why six dual lands in this set instead of five? So uh, each each of the pathways uh, in the set that we chose, you know, we wanted to have uh, the. I, I was mentioning the the wizard pair, right, being blue red. So you see uh, that we have the blue red uh, pathway, right? And so so four of them were 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 give me's because of exactly that. And then. You know, anytime we're doing uh, land cycles, you know, we want to make sure that we are introducing uh, each one of the color pairs, right? Because while it makes sense for Zendikar to have um, each of the each of the uh, <clears throat> class pathways that, that match up, you know, Magic players as a whole are, are just going to want all ten. So then what we did was we looked at the uh, the green pairings because with green in Zendikar Rising, green is sort of 
it, it has all of the classes in it, right? It's once again, another, it's kind of a, another bridge color of, it doesn't have the depth, like blue, red, a lot of wizards. Green has some wizards, but not as much. Uh, so we wanted to introduce a couple green pathways to make sure that there was uh, <clears throat> that available. Um, and, and then we're gonna look to uh, complete the cycle uh, upcoming, but you know, we wanted to start out with as many as we could possibly get in there. So we didn't want to just do five. Uh, so we ended up on six. It's, it's, it's certainly different. And, uh, you know, I, I, I expected the question because we so often do five, but like I said, classes brought us to four uh, and then green brought us a couple extra. So yep, there we go. We're at six. Yep. Even internally, we uh, were like, are we counting right? Is this correct? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, and I'm going to tell you, you can answer this question. Will we see the other four? Yeah, we will. We will absolutely see the other four. Uh, they're in an upcoming set. Uh, so I, the pe people won't have to wait too long, right? I, I know with uh, like Commander Legends, we just showed them the, the rest of that uh, the battle bond cycle of lands that we mm -hmm. were just showing. Um, so, you know, that, that people, was a few people years. really people like to complete their cycles. Yeah. Right. 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 And especially if you do six of a, if you do six, right? Like it's, it's that extra, like, oh, uh, why are there six? Now there's four missing. Oh, I'm agitated. Yeah. We're not, we're not looking to agitate people. We really want to give them, uh, all 10 pathways. Oh, you, you'll have them, uh, you'll have, you'll have them fairly soon. All right. All right, the question I'm seeing most in chat right now is when, uh, it's actually kind of two questions. When are we going to learn more about the Zendikar Commander decks? And also, when are we gonna learn more about what's coming for Commander in 2021? Uh, the Zendikar Commander decks, uh, you will learn everything about them on the 9th. So look for that on September 9th. And then uh, Commander in 2021, you'll learn more. We are we are definitely doing Commander in 2021. Yes. Uh, but you'll learn confirmed. more about that as we get closer to those products. Uh, this last year, we combined the Commander products with the regular releases. Look for some more of that to continue. Uh, but we'll also talk more about what's happening in Commander uh, for Commander in 2021 a little in the later in the year. We've still got to get past Commander Legends. Get past. Mm -hmm. I'm so looking forward to Commander Legends. <laughs> Don't worry, a lot uh, of us play Commander. We're not going to let it disappear. Oh, oh yes, definitely not. Uh, next up, uh, quick one for Mike. Are the expeditions available in languages other than English? Yes, the expeditions are... Uh, for the for the box topper expedition packs, that will match the, the language of the box that you're opening, right? So uh, if you open up a, a French... Uh, draft booster display box, the expedition box topper you get will be French, for instance. Uh, for the, uh, the and, that, and those once again are all non-foil. For the foils that you get inside the collector booster, they'll match the language of the collector booster that you're opening. Uh, so uh, we don't, while we don't do collector boosters in every language uh, that we do magic in, uh, for the languages that we are doing collector boosters in, uh, you will get an expedition that matches the language. So if it's a Japanese collector booster, the expedition you'll get will be a Japanese language uh, for an expedition. <clears throat> One in every six. Right. Makes sense. Uh, much, like next... time, much like the last time we did expeditions, uh, expeditions are not standard legal. Is that correct, Mike? Yeah, the, the expeditions, being in the expedition set means your format legality has not been affected at all, right? So, um, <clears throat> right, whatever formats you were, whatever formats the card was legal in prior to the printing of expeditions, it will remain legal in. Uh, and because these, uh, and because the expeditions, none of them were in standard, therefore they're not, uh, <clears throat> they're not standard legal. And they all have a unique expansion symbol that is. Um hedron shaped as opposed to the more skyclave inspired expansion symbol of the main set. So that'll um, help you. Yes. Thank you, Blake, for the, uh, the, the yeah, little more to your left. There we go. There we go. That's probably, thanks producer Sean for doing 
what is yeah you yes. can see the symbol there as opposed to my fuzzy hand right yes. and you can actually see too in the bottom uh the bottom left where the collector number is they're numbered out of 30 and it says z and e for zendikar mm -hmm. uh, expeditions right rather than uh, znr which is the zendikar rising cards so you know we we tried to give a number of ways to sort of signal the the different legality rules around these um but yeah, we we wanted to go back and, and pick from you know among the best lands in Magic uh, from all time, and you know we didn't want to be worry about oh what would this do to the standard uh, the standard mm -hmm. environment while we're doing it. So that's and uh, like, Maris, I'll, this is this is a oh, go ahead. Sorry, go I ahead, wanted to, um, before we, as we wrap up expeditions. Uh, when can people know the full list of expeditions? Will they know them by the end of the day today, they, perhaps? Uh, yes, they will all be out today. We'll have uh, they'll be in the variant card image gallery tomorrow morning as well. We'll have the the full list. A um, couple of quick questions before we are almost out all of right. time. Uh, this question is from me, Maris. I keep <laughs> seeing Sam Burley's name on the bottom of a lot of these lands. How much of a machine is Sam Burley? Uh, an amazing machine that is, I think, tapped into the mana ley lines of Zendikar. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, Zendikar doesn't exist without Sam. <laughs> um, all right, actual question from chat, Maris. Uh, okay. Can you run through what we know about the magic fiction so far? Um. Yes, I think I can. Um, oh, so oh, sorry, we, sorry. Like, the, like what we've, what we've got. Like, Zend, not, not the story, what we've got coming up. How many episodes, when people oh, yes. can find it. That sort of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, so we've got um, five episodes of the main story. Um, those are going to be debuting on Wednesdays over the next few weeks. Um, and then on Fridays, so every week you're going to get two different stories. Um, on Fridays, we're going to pivot the camera away from that main set story just a little bit uh, and check out some other legendary characters and um, uh, just other stuff that has happened on Zendikar prior to the start of, of uh, where, where we're arriving or kind of contemporary to the main set story. Um, yeah. Right. And, and yeah, and remember, first one is tomorrow. Um, yeah, tomorrow. I don't, Yes, yeah, so I don't know, uh, Blake. What time does it actually? Uh, we say eight a.m. Pacific time. It's okay. it's sometimes it's it's usually between seven thirty and eight a.m. Pacific time, uh, depending on how many people are crashing our website at that point. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. So depending on which uh, which time zone you're in, maybe read during breakfast or your lunch break. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, last two questions real quick, and then we are out of time. Uh, for those asking about when you're going to learn more about the list, that is also going to be made public on September 9th. You'll learn the full list, uh, everything in it, all that jazz. Uh, and then, Mike, can you talk a little bit about uh, releasing two Innistrad's full sets in Q4? It looked like they were kind of on top of each other, but can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so they're, they're going to be, uh, you know, th this timeline is, uh, you know, visually kind of generic. They're, they're actually going to be uh, spa spaced apart by a number of months. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're super excited about Innistrad. I mean, it is, you know, we're talking about these worlds uh, of Zendikar and, and showing off Zendikar uh, with Zendikar Rising. You know, it, Zendikar is a beloved world. Innistrad, you know, even more so. It's just a world that... Um, you know, it's filled with vampires and werewolves and just cards that, that people have loved. So as we were doing it, we knew there was there was a lot more than just a single set worth of Innistrad uh, to be doing. And so we we actually just turned it into two, uh, two sets. Um, so, of course, we're going to be talking more about it. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's over a year away now, uh, but there there's a lot of goodness in there um and and I, i'm really excited that we you know made sure to give innistrad the room to to be loved as as much as our fans have always loved it all right 
Well, that is unfortunately all the time we have. I know there are dozens and dozens of questions in chat that we so did not many. get to. So, so many. many. Uh, and maybe we'll get to them in a future show. Who knows? Uh, if you still have questions, you can, of course, contact our social team on at, at Wizards Magic. Wizards at Wizards underscore magic. There you go. Uh, and ask away. Some questions we can't answer, some uh, questions we can't. And uh, a lot of times we'll just have more information in the future. Uh, but I want to give a special thank you to Mike and Maris for joining us early, early this morning mm -hmm. uh, to share everything about this cool set and everything we've got coming up. I want to thank you all for tuning in uh, both to the debut and this show Um we're really excited. Zendikar previews are underway and they'll be going all through next week. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Really quickly, yeah, really quickly too. If you watch this show on its normal time slot on Thursday, know that there will not be a new show this week because we did it today. And the week after, we will also be off because of the Mythic Invitational for Zendikar. Yeah. So we will, uh, we're going to take a two week break, but then we'll be back after that with probably some Zendikar related content for you. Probably. Like, seems, seems pretty right. pretty likely. Pretty likely. <laughs> Everyone have a good day. And uh, yeah, Thanks enjoy Zendikar. Bye. Bye.